Jedi out there. You know what? I'm not even dressed properly. Like, I should really have on, like, some Star Wars gear. <sighs> but you know what? I'm always dressed properly for me the fourth. You know why? Why? Because I have a Jedi tattoo. There's that. I love it. I love it, too. I love it, too. Uh, but today is a group chat Thursday. Mm-hmm. Group chat Thursday. And the group chat Thursday means that basically we're going to spend all the day talking in the group chat in the group chat and so y'all can absolutely join in and give us a call 1-855-MANDA-8 that's 1-855-262-6328 what are we talking about this first hour this first hour we talked about it earlier in the week but you know Jada them over there at Red Table Talk they got cancelled but we can't let it go out without a band we gotta talk about how much of an institution this show was for the community. Yes, we will absolutely get into that. So we are going to do that over the course of this hour. Also want to let you know, if you are trying to come do Smart, Funny, and Black May 18th in Los Angeles at the Novo, then get your tickets at amandaseals.com. However, (laughs) if you cannot make it to the show, but you want to make it possible for somebody else to come to the show because you want to be in support of Smart, Funny, and Black, and you also just want to be in support of community, and you know that, listen, the the, the inflammation, the... the, the inflation. The inflation be hitting hard, baby. It be hitting hard. And so, therefore, some people cannot attend. But you know what? You can make it possible for them to attend. All you got to do is go to smartfootyandblack.com and hit that donate button, okay? Hit that donating button and you can get somebody tickets to be able to go to the show. So, we are really about, like, trying to make this possible for folks. And uh, we're going to be donating up to 140 tickets. So, Ooh. hopefully, we'll get 140 people donating. So that's the plan. All right. We are here at the Amanda Seal Show. You know what it is. Hit us up 1-855-AMANDA-8. That's 1-855-262-6328. We'll be right back. Listen, laugh, and learn. It's the Amanda Seal Show. Talk to me, baby. Pulling on my phone. Talk to me, baby. Pulling Talk on my to phone. me, baby. Call me anytime. Hit those phones now. 24-7. Make sure you call us up. 1-855-AMANDA-8. That's 1-855-262-6328. It's group chat on the Amanda Seal Show. Welcome to the Amanda Seals Show. It's Amanda Seals here with... Jeremiah Like the Bible. And today is a group chat Thursday. Mm-hmm. So what are we talking about? We got to talk about Red Table Talks. You know, so, okay, let me know this. Are, were you a Red Table Talk fan? Like, did you watch the show? Really? I did. Especially so, when it first came out. I used to be at work at my little desk with it up on Facebook Watch. I was doing work too, y'all, before y'all said you weren't working. Lies. I was multitasking. <laughs> But as we know, in, in, in corporate jobs, you know, it's a lot of free time. Yes, <laughs> there like, is. It's a lot there of busy is. work. Um, but basically last week, Meta announced that they will be taking down, like, you know, Facebook Watch, which includes Red Table Talk. But interestingly enough, I didn't realize Red Table Talk had one, 11 million followers, as well as 600,000 members in their group discussion chat. That doesn't surprise me at all. I don't know. It's like like 11. You know, people are watching, it's like 11 million. I guess because it's also it's digital. So like, yeah. I feel like. We're in a new age now where digital is almost like the equivalent to like TV, which is interesting. The digital space is very not equivalent to TV, though. And I'll say this because 
Even if you have 11 million followers, that doesn't mean 11 million people are watching. Okay. Gotcha. And that also doesn't mean that 11 million people are finding out about it. So that's the weird thing about digital yeah. too. Def- I mean, it's their algorithm. So they probably were like, no, we passing this out to 11 million people. Are we paying for this? Y'all go watch this. But a lot of people were also being like, oh, like it got canceled. It got canceled. It's like, well, no, Facebook watch got, got canceled. canceled. So everything got canceled. Like I remember when I was on MTV too, and mm-hmm. people were like, you got fired. And I'm like, I mean, they literally <laughs> dissolved the entire channel. They closed the whole thing. <laughs> like, we all got fired. So there's that. But you but, know the show featured her, Jada, her mom, Adrian, as well as Willow. Gammy. There were three generations of women. Yeah. And, you know, we love that. What was your favorite part about this show? What made it great for you? Um, What made it great is that I feel like it was just a, a nice to see the three generations of women. Mm-hmm. Um, It really... And three generations of black women, mm-hmm. you know, getting to talk about things. And I, like Willow would like chime in and be like, mm. you know, so I think that was cool. But I honestly will tell you, like, I didn't really like watch it religiously. Like Got there it. were certain episodes that I felt like resonated more than most. And so like I would check it out then. I what did you that. love about it? I think the fact that there were three generations of black women <laughs> were amazing. Also, I think they all had different perspectives. So you have Gammy, who's older, who kind of kept it a book, no matter who was at the table. Mm-hmm. I feel like Jada was kind of like the the um, the open, warm arms. And I kinda like, you feel like Jada was the open, warm arms? Yeah, I feel like she was there to kind of like help people kind of feel acclimated to the table. Like, I feel like she she kind of came in non-judgmental. Like, this is, a, this is a safe place. Okay. And Willow, as like the younger person, was kind of, I feel like she kind of was there to like learn in a sense. Like, learn from her mother, her grandmother, and also who, who the, whoever the guest was as well. I really feel like it was... Um, also just a place where like it was a different kind of version of reality TV. Yes. And even though it wasn't like technically like on television, mm-hmm. it was, I think, a real breakthrough because they also like started a bunch of other Red Table Talks, right? Mm-hmm. Like I know the Gloria, the Estefan family has like yes. a Latinx Red Table like Talk. All these spinoffs. <laughs> There's like a bunch of spinoffs, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. There are. But that's because the format works. It is. Also, the fact that it was positive content, I think they really went in with the idea that we want to help people. We want to share stories that people can grow from or can reflect the things people are actually going through in a way that's still interesting and dynamic without being like drama, salacious. That's the part. Or even, even I guess, celebrity-centric. A lot of the episodes didn't always feature mm. celebrity guests. It was about these are real people, their stories, or just different life occurrences we all experience or may experience at some point. Well, that caused for a lot of interesting conversations. Mm-hmm. And some that actually like, went viral. I don't think viral is even the word. word. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think that's even a word that even encapsulate what happened with this show. You know, I will say someone was saying the other day, like, Amanda, you should go on Red Table Talk. And I was like, well, Red Table Talk is is no more, but we have Small Doses Podcast. And like, that's my Pink Table Talk. Yeah. You know, like. We gotta get you a table. Well, we got a couch. (laughs) Pink couch. I mean, it's very therapeutic. So the the show is very about therapy. So, you know, they always say putting people on the couch. You Mm -hmm. feel me? So that's that. But we got more talk about this because when we come back, we want to talk about some of the memorable conversations that happened on Red Table Talk and, you know, that resonated beyond just the internets into the world, baby, because that's what happens with group chats. There were many at Red Table Talk combo that made it into people's group chats. That's for show. And we're going to talk about it right here on The Amanda Seal Show. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. The Amanda Seals Show. It's Amanda Seals here with Jeremiah Like the Bible. We talk about Red Table Talk on this group chat Thursday. Meta has, uh, well, Facebook. Uh, Listen, it's it's, it's, his mama call him Clay. I'm going to call him Clay. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Like when they be calling it Meta, I'm like, I guess, but. You know, folks love a rebrand in this era. I'm still calling it the Facebook. (laughs) 
All right. Like in the original Facebook. I'm in the OG, the Facebook. So tell me, what was a Red Table Talk conversation mm-hmm. that like had you in a chokehold? Um, I think that one of the initial first episodes they had was with um, Cherie, which is Will's first wife, and Jada. They yep. kind of came to the table to talk about like their blended family and how that dynamic all came together. Because as we know from people in our personal lives, if we see sometimes these flames don't always be blended. They kind of just push together. <laughs> I don't even know. They yeah, yeah, like yeah. slam together. Yes. But kind of talking about like as two black women who are who have a black family that it wasn't always kosher, it wasn't always cool, but we right. had to work to get to this point. And now we're at a place where we treat each other as family. Like it ain't no drama. It ain't, it ain't baby mama this, uh, wife that. It's like at the end of the day, we both, we have kids. They share the same father. And we want them to have a great um, relationship with each other. And if we can get beyond our egos as women and as a father, we all can come together, you know, and take family pictures <sighs> and go on vacation. Mashonda Swiston, Alicia had to go through that. Mm-hmm. Baby, that's... It's tough. That's the level of maturity I don't know that I got in me, though, if I'm being honest. I mean, I think, too, I think... I don't have just, the chill, I don't yeah, have a child. I think so. a child is, like, the big component versus just, like, your 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 ex moved on to somebody else. And now you, now they're inviting you to the barbecue. Right, You're like, right, go barbecue! Right. What about you? Um... They did, an, they did an episode on addiction with with Kid Cudi that I thought was really, really mm. like impactful because, you know, Cutter, I feel like is pretty private. Um, and, you know, he was talking really earnestly just about his journey with cocaine. And I don't think a lot of people really knew that. Mm. I mean, it's kind of one of those things where you see people being like enigmatic mm. and crazy and not crazy, not the word, but like zany and just like. You're like, ooh, they're artsy, right, you right. know, not realizing they're actually like low key killing themselves mm-hmm. um, and they're in a deep amount of pain and sorrow. Especially right? in like the music industry. You see that a lot. Heck yeah. And then like even listening to his music, so many people were like, yo, like your music saved my life. Not realizing that like he's making this music from like a really, really dark place. Mm-hmm. He has a really great um, uh, documentary. I think it's called like They Call Me Scott. But like the this conversation, like seeing this conversation before seeing the documentary, like I think it was really impactful. And then Jada was also relating to him about her own drug use. And they've actually talked a lot about drug use on this show in a way that I think is really good for just showing how you can get to the other side of things. But without, like you said, the drama of like, this is an intervention. Sensational. We we, people falling out on the table. All right. I mean, we are not talking about one particular episode yet. We though. not, we not, we not. And we can't talk about Red Table Talk without talking about the episode. <laughs> so you know what we mean. When we get back, we got to talk about... Hold on, let me... We got to talk about... Entanglement! Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> this is the Amanda Seal Show. We'll be right back. The Amanda Seal Show. We we up, we up. Welcome back. This is the Amanda Seals Show. I'm Amanda Seals here with Jeremiah, like the Bible. And we have been talking on this group chat Thursday about Red Table Talk. Now, I don't know if you know, but the famous show on Facebook featuring Jada Pinkett Smith, her mother, Gammy Norris, and her daughter, Willow Smith, was mm-hmm. recently just taken off the air, is with everything else on Meta. Uh, and so, you know, we're just taking a look back at some of its highest moments mm-hmm. and maybe one of its lowest moments. I don't, it depends on how you look at highs and lows. 
I mean, I'm sure for Will and Jada, this was a low moment. But for the internet and the numbers, <sighs> the producers, they was like, oh, this is a good one right here. I we, know. We the producer, the producers one. had their little uh, clipboards out like, this is the one. Of course, we are talking about the entanglement episode. Mm-hmm. Of- it sparked a whole new word. <laughs> this word did not exist before this. Uh, not before, in this context. Before Red Table Talk. I, okay. So where were you <laughs> when you heard about the entanglement episode? Well, this was during lockdown. No? Like, yeah. This yeah, was so during the pandemic. I was at home, definitely. Um, but it's so funny because it all kind of just like snowballed, if that makes sense. Like, there was an August Isle Singer interview. Then there was like quietness, like Will and Jada didn't say anything, but it no. kept just getting bigger and bigger and bigger. To the Look point. at me itching. <laughs> like I'm literally itching because I'm uncomfortable. Like I think this is the first time they were like, Jada was like, I'm bringing myself to the red table. Because you know, she's always bringing someone else there. So she brought herself. And her and Will had, the, had a conversation in the wee hours of the night about the entanglement with August. I just felt like this was one of those times where the conversation was absolutely unnecessary. Mm-hmm. You know, I think for the most part, Red Table Talk makes an effort to have conversations that are really um, serving like other people because of the mm-hmm. revelation of mm-hmm. what's going on. This was one of those though, where I was like, I don't know if this was serving us or y'all. Like, I think this should have been done mediated <laughs> with a therapist behind closed doors. Right, right, right. I mean, I feel like also too, everyone was kind of like, you bring everybody else to the table. Everybody else comes to the table with their issues. Now you in the line, like, with your stuff. You can't just, like, ignore it. It's kind of like one of them things is, like, it, the elephant is in the room. So it's like, I could just keep going and not address it. No, you could. Actually, you but could ignore it. everyone's in the comments like, what about August? What about August? What about August? But were they in the comments saying, what about August before the entanglement episode? I can't recall, But I definitely feel like if she didn't address it, people would have been in the comments of the next episode. Like, you know how to, you, do, you do your live premieres on um, yes. YouTube for your podcast? What about August? The entanglement. Where's oh. Will? What really happened? Dun, 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 dun. You know, the internet. Oh loves. my God, the internet is messy. Speaking of which, with the latest episode of our podcast, Small Doses, mm-hmm. is airing today. You can check out uh, the premiere at 4 p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. Eastern on YouTube at Amanda Sales TV. It is episode uh, Side Effects of Police Gangs. Mm-hmm. It's, it's not as sensational, but it's actually interesting. It ain't. Oh my, it, how's that not sensational? Right. There's gangs in the police? <laughs> But it's real sensation. It's not like made up, manufactured. No, none of that. This is real life. This is real life. I mean, an entanglement is real life. Listen. A lot of folks was in entanglements, though, watching from their house in the comments. (laughs) Or they realized like, oh, wait, maybe I'm in the entanglement. Well, do you think that these shows have... Do you think that at the end of the day, Red Table Talk was best when they were talking about themselves or... Do you feel like at the it was most effective that it gave space for other people to come on and share their stories? I think it was best when people were honest and came with an open. You know, sometimes people come on to a show and like I'm gonna talk about this thing, but not really talk about it. I'm I'm, I'm gonna talk about it in the most sanitized way ever. Versus really being like, this is something that happened to me, and I'm here to share this story for the sake of helping other people. I think those are the best episodes. All right. Well, we appreciate that. Uh, and we appreciate Red Table Talk having done its time. You know, that's kind of the way things go. You know, shows have their time mm-hmm. and they're impactful. And then I mean, there's, there's always YouTube. There's always YouTube if you want to come back to it, <laughs> if you want to get entangled. Mogan. <laughs> All right. Keep it locked right here to the Amanda Seals Show. Uh, give us a call. 1-855-AMANDA-8. 1-855-262-6328. What were your favorite Red Table Talk topics? And, you know, did you... 
Did you ever find yourself like learning from an episode of Red Table Talk and being like, oh, wow, thank you for that. Hit us up and we want to know. All right. When we get back, we got Jeremiah like the Bible who is going to give us his Seals show superlative. Mm-hmm. Who is most likely to when we get back? The Amanda Seals show. We up, we up, we up. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. Welcome back to the Amanda Seals Show. It's Amanda Seals here. It's time for Jeremiah, like the Bible, to tell us his Seals Show superlative of the week. Yes. Hold on, hold on. I have a... Oh, wow. That was long. That was a long bill right there. <laughs> well, today's Seal show superlative goes to a 47-year-old man, Cody Benjamin Levins of Montgomery, Texas. And he's been awarded most likely to knuck if you book on a red-eye flight. What happened? Amanda. Woo. <laughs> there was a video post on social media that showed footage of a United Airlines flight, right, from San Francisco to Houston, a red-eye flight, mm-hmm. where Cody allegedly began hitting a crew member. What? That's not that's not the crazy part. Oh, that is part of the crazy part. It's not the craziest part. The craziest part is that another passenger in the flight said that he became disruptive after the crew member told him he was in the wrong seat. They said you're in the wrong that's, seat. That's it. That's it. And then he allegedly began to try to open the door, the, the break, exit door. Yeah, and opened it and oh, tried oh, to oh, jump, oh, and tried to jump off. Was the jet bridge? They were still like at the at the at the. Gate. Yeah, but was the jet bridge there? I don't know. Actually, she didn't say. But either way, she did say it was like two feet high, though. She did say he would have. She said two stories, two stories high. Two stories. You know, I don't do good with uh, measurement. <laughs> That's a big difference. <laughs> two feet is two stories. To my understanding, the jet bridge is not there if she's even making mention of a distance right. of drop. Okay. Yeah. Um, but he was arrested and charged with battery following the alleged incident. But that's not the crazy part about this. I actually. Was, what? That's the crazy part of this story. But as far as the grand scheme of like these. On um because I feel like there's a lot of airline like stuff, yeah. ridiculousness going on. So so far this year, there have been 586 reported unruly passenger incidents, according to the Federal Aviation Administration. During the same time in 20, 2022, there were 1306 reported incidents. You know, last week we talked about the um the rice on the plane. <laughs> so at this point, I feel, I feel like the flight attendants just like, you know what? Ground the planes, everybody. Ground the planes. I can't take it. So wait, it was double this last year? Yeah, around this time last year. Mm. You know what? We were still in COVID. Mm. Like, I think we were still in the remnants of COVID. So this is a good thing. It's a downward swing. <laughs> but the year is still young, guys. You're right. We're about to get into the summertime. You know, when summer's out, thighs is out, and fists are out. Listen, but don't bring them thighs out on the plane because they do not be liking when you dress a certain way. <laughs> I did not know that there was a dress code on the plane, but there really is. No bonnets in the airport. Amanda. No bonnets. No. I mean, socks are required. Keep your socks on. We don't want to see your feet, your bare feet on a plane or in the airport because that's nasty. Right, right. That's just good. That's just that's just general hygiene practices. <laughs> also, wear deodorant on the plane because I might have been sitting to somebody who didn't have deodorant and I was like, oh. That's not cool. Mm. But that is today's Seal Show Superlative. All right now. Well, listen, be safe in the friendly skies, y'all, because <laughs> sometimes they're not so friendly. Keep it locked right here to the Amanda Seal Show. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. We ain't nobody's fool. No. We shaking up the system. Rewrite unwritten rules. 
Amanda Seals Show. I'm Amanda Seals here. With Jeremiah, like the Bible. And, uh, you know, Jeremiah, you just did your segment uh, that you do weekly, mm-hmm. which is your Seals Show Superlatives, most likely to. Yes. And I just want to add on to that. Okay. Um, you have your own superlative. I have my own superlative. Uh, so I want to do that. Who is most likely to get off even when they murder people in cold blood? White people! Oh, yeah. It's like a group superlative. I'm trying to understand how this white man in New York literally put a black houseless person in a chokehold on a train in front of everybody and killed mm-hmm. them and was released? Yeah. And the DA has not brought charges? Sir, where? These are regular white people, which makes it even more amazing that the guys who murdered Ahmaud Arbery got consequences. Mm -hmm. I just think it's bonkers that we are in this space and time where we're getting more and more into the Wild West. Anytime you see these Wild Wild West movies, you'll just see where they like just be shooting people in the street. And then like someone just, yeah, someone just drags them through the town by the saloon. That's where we're getting closer and closer to. And there's more gun laws that are being made that make people just be able to carry laws wherever, whenever, wherever. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Maxwell. And I just don't know how that's going to work out. I don't know how, how how it sustains. How do we sustain? We don't. We don't. Okay, well, thank you for your input. <laughs> we don't. <laughs> I mean, until somebody does like some work to change it. Anywho, so I just wanted to get my, I just wanted to talk about that because that really was something that I just came across and was just blown away. I mean, it's all in people's group chats today, so. Well, that's where we at. We are all up in the group chat because it's Thursday. What else are we talking about? We're going to talk about these teachers in California getting a raise. Ooh. 50%. Okay. It's the workforce in general right now. I feel like there's a lot happening with workers and All over the place. We've been seeing it. The whole, Mm -hmm. the union rise, the rising of unions from Mm -hmm. Amazon to Starbucks, et cetera. Yep. And uh, what else? They money. Bless, how black are you feeling today? We gotta get into that as well. No, there's something else that we're supposed to talk about too. Oh, Gen Z entering the workforce? <sighs> that deep sigh. Ancestral. The Gen Z is listening are not happy with that sigh. Oh, right. Well, hopefully they will hear me out <laughs> and move accordingly. Or call in. Mm-hmm. Whatever. 1 855 Amanda 8. That's 1 855 262 6328. To all my Gen Zers out there in the workforce, in the workplace, we got to talk heart to heart. Heart to heart, okay? We got to get into it. So make sure that you keep it locked right here to the Amanda Seal Show. It's time to listen, laugh, and learn. Talk to me, baby. Talk to me, baby. Talk to me, baby. Hit those phones now. 24-7. Make sure you call us up. 1-855-AMANDA-8. That's 1-855-262-6328. It's group chat on the Amanda well, Seals Show. This is the Amanda Seals Show. I am Amanda Seals, and I'm joined by Jeremiah Like the Bible. And mm-hmm. this is Thursday's uh, group chat. And we got a lot to talk about. We were talking about Red Table Talk last hour, but this hour we're really talking about, like, what's going on in the workforce? With the people. So, you know, we love teachers here at the Amanda Seals Show. We love teachers here at the Amanda Seals Show. That is correct. And good news for California teachers, they may be getting a significant raise. So a bill that's in the state legislature is designed to close the wage gap between educators and other professions by increasing teacher pay by 50 percent over the next seven years. Also, they want to try to make sure the factor in by 50 percent. That's a significant amount. That is. And they also want to kind of factor in the cost of living into salaries as well. Even Joe Biden was tweeting, let's give public teachers a raise the other day. I saw that. I saw that. I mean, the fact that it even has to be a discussion. 
you know, that teachers should get a raise. Mm -hmm. You know, what it really also is, too, is that there's basically just two schools of thought. It seems like there's people who feel like teachers don't need to even be bothered. Mm -hmm. Like, we don't need teachers. There's people that are like, we who, who cares about teachers? We need parents. And I'm just like. I don't know why or where or how we got to thinking that just because someone could have a baby, which requires nothing but a physiological set of organs, that just because somebody could have a baby, that they are able to actually like teach. Mm -hmm. There's an entire, there's like an entire industry built on an institution built on on learning how to teach people and types of teaching styles, et cetera. It's like a wildly disconnected thought process to me, but I love teachers. And I always, when I meet teach people who think they're teachers, I'm like, you know, thank you for your service. I agree with that. And I think too, we're in the um, era where people want to give teachers more work. Like every day it's like, we need to do more (laughs) stuff, more stuff, more stuff. No more money though. No more, no, no money. Why would we give you more money to do more work, Amanda? That doesn't make sense. That's not very American to give people more money for more work. And I don't think people really understand that like when teachers have bulletin boards and they have like class projects, like they're paying when for they that. Decorate their class. Yeah. Like that's coming out of their pockets. Like mm-hmm. that's not like they have some budget that they're being provided. But this, do you feel like this also is why teachers are a lot of them maybe going to charter schools, et cetera? Like, do they have more financial support or do they get better money? I mean, I think the culture is sometimes different at the charter schools. They're like independently run versus like public schools. Mm-hmm. A lot of them still get like public money. Okay. The schools. Um, also, I think too, I think, to your point you're making about teachers have to pay for everything, I feel like that also creates contention between a lot of times parents and teachers or just like people who are, uh, who kind of look at teachers from the outside looking in, like there's always an argument like, oh, if the kid needs, didn't have a pencil or a notebook, you should have gave him a, a pencil or notebook. But it's like, well, I have to pay for all this stuff. I can't just supply mm, right, right, right. every children. Like it's, it's, it's like, it's not like I'm just trying to isolate some a kid and not help right. them learn, but not realize like this is not just free material yeah. that I have. And that also, as a, again, you're, as a parent, you got to contribute to make sure your kid is also um, prepared to learn, which I feel like that's always a whole debate. I mean, we had school. a teacher call in yesterday, right? Mm-hmm. And she was basically like, you know, I have to leave this profession because the money ain't right, mm-hmm. because of the gossip at school, mm-hmm. and because of the disengaged parents. Yeah. They out here disengaged. They're on that TikTok. <laughs> Don't make that face. Don't make that face. <laughs> Well, you know, we think that the workforce in general in America is just Mm underappreciated and they're not incentivized. Like, and I think that's what we really need to talk about, Uh, especially like I'm somebody who's a business owner. I work with folks. I have vendors that I work with and then people that I employ. And it's not necessarily like an easy thing to 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 keep that up when you are like a small business. Mm -hmm. But I do feel like these corporations, though. Oh, they got the money. Wilding. Jeff Bezos went to space. We're going to talk about it when we get back. Keep it right here to the Amanda Seal Show. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. This is the Amanda Seal Show. I'm Amanda Seals, joined by... Jeremiah, like the Bible. We're here on a group chat Thursday, and we'll be talking about teachers, but it led us to talking about the workforce. Mm-hmm. You know, just in general. Like, not only are teachers not being incentivized with even, like, the basic monetary funds that they deserve, mm-hmm. um but that they should be earning, like teachers should be getting more money than a number of other professions, in my yeah, opinion. I agree. Um, but they actually do a lot of work. It's not just the teaching. They got to watch your bad behind kids for <laughs> to what? Well, yeah, hours. they make it. Yeah, you're you're at work. Right. And it's like some schools are very overpopulated. You have 
40 kids in the classroom. It's kind of like, and for, so, so you say you got, let's just say you have 30 kids and you teach in six classes. That's a lot of kids to keep track of. To keep track of, which is why in seventh grade, like my teacher kept messing up my grades. <laughs> you like, which Amanda, which Amanda is this? Okay. I was like, there is no possible way that I have a D in your class, ma'am. <laughs> she was overworked. She was, because she was putting them numbers, them grades in the computer and accidentally put a zero, zero instead of a 100. Ma'am. <laughs> She was trying to hold you back. And I think a lot of corporations are trying to hold back their workforce. You think? Well, I know. I've I've been there. I've seen it firsthand. Talk about it. I mean, I think you see a lot of jobs wanting to give everything but money. At the end of the day, we go to work to get make money Mm -hmm. in this society. We got to pay bills. Yep. We got to take care of our kids or whatever. Right. I don't come to work and want a pizza party. I don't want that. That's my (laughs) compensation. The pizza party incentive <laughs> at work is so beyond me because it is the equivalent of like Black Lives Matter being painted on the street in response to legislation that holds police accountable for brutality. Like this is not what we asked for. Right, right. Or even just like these <laughs> other, I was at a job, they would have like these culture events. Like, oh God. Not culture events. Just, I don't like the sound of that. Just saying I had like a flashback. I was like, <laughs> Culture events. And the thing about this, we take, that just sounds like white people in Kinte cloth. We would do like these, I guess, quote unquote, like ways to build bonding because we were like virtual. But it's kind of like, we're virtual. We're at home. If you want to do something for me, give, give me this hour off. Like, you know what? Y'all been working hard. This hour, I'm giving back to y'all. I don't want to sit on Zoom and make gingerbread cookies or whatever we're doing. I don't know. Like playing a, or playing a game with my, my staff. Okay, I'm going to counter that. I do think that there is something to be said for like having like team building mm-hmm. exercises, mm-hmm. right? But I think there's also a respect that people need to have for people's time. And particularly during the pandemic, Mm -hmm. I heard a lot of people talking about how companies were so afraid that you weren't going to do the work on your own time that they were really trying to like just keep you corralled mm-hmm. at the computer. I have a whole viral TikTok about this, actually. people are. St- I made this like months ago. People are still commenting on a video I made about that thing, what you just said. But Is it viral? I mean, it's literally to this day. It's probably like, it's like at least 100,000 uh, views on it. Okay, viral. People be watching the TikToks. And when you talking that, that right stuff, people don't watch it. <laughs> um, but I was at a job where in lieu of the Christmas bonus, my boss decided they wanted to give gifts to charity, which which on face value sounds like, okay. Um, but the charity was sending our money to this elephant farm in Thailand or in Asia, I'll say. And they gave the elephants fruit trays. And we had to sit on Zoom and watch <laughs> elephants. On Zoom, y'all, like with bad connection, watch like 12 elephants eat 12 platters with all of our names on the staff. And I sent you the video, Amanda, so you oh, know I, I wasn't lying. I, I, I sent it like a 27-inch zenith. And I was just like, Believe how it. did I get, it's one of those, like, how did I get here? <laughs> But then also to fast forward, we ended up unionizing at my job actually because we had such a toxic workforce. Mm-hmm. And we see that across other jobs. We see that at Amazon, Starbucks. Like yeah. people are the the writers in Hollywood. Yeah. Everyone is tired of like the powers that be being piss poor, especially when they don't have to be piss poor. Being piss poor, but also being money rich. Yes, yes. <laughs> and living lavish. Yeah, that's the part. We saw that video of this woman who was like talking to her staff and they had asked, are we getting our bonuses? And she was like, um, I don't think you should be asking about getting your bonuses. You should be asking how you can be better at selling. That's what you should be doing. Mind you, she had given herself like a $6 million bonus. Right. And a lot of times with people who are like actual physical laborers, they're out there on the, on the ground using their physical bodies and killing themselves for companies. A lot of times. I yeah. mean, I think I've had the luxury of having jobs that are more like creative or yeah. at a desk. I'm using my mind and I'm getting irritated, but I don't have to use my actual physical body and put my health on the line for right. Jeff Bezos to go to space. 
And that, especially during COVID, was crazy. Listen, the frontline workers, shout out to y'all. Shout out to y'all. Now, also, shout out to y'all who entered the workforce within the last three years. All my Gen Zers. Mm-hmm. We need to have a chit chat. When we get back, I'd, I'd like to. I'd like to. They come into the group chat? They're coming directly into the group chat. So I want to talk to y'all when we get back. This is the Amanda Seal Show. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. Welcome back. This is the Amanda Seals Show. I'm Amanda Seals, joined by... Jeremiah, like the Bible. And we have been talking about this uh, workforce conversation mm-hmm. within the group chat today. Yes. You know, and I really, Jeremiah, wanted to talk about the Gen Zers in the workforce. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now on one side of things, what I got first to thing you establish who is Gen Z. Like what, what, because people are like, people think all oh, young people are like Gen Z. And it's like, no, I mean, isn't it like 26 or 25? And- right. So they were born in 1997, depending on what, what, what uh, Sarah you look at to like 2012. So that group, like the, the literal college kids right now, high school age, all those kids right now. Right. Mm-hmm. So, on one hand, I am incredibly inspired by the way the Gen Zers are really not playing around with being in toxic work environments. Right. Right. Like there's a real movement to see Gen Zers say, listen, like I'm not going to put up with being mistreated. Mm-hmm. Like I'm going to I'm not going to put up with, you know, any like disregard. Um, and I want to make sure that I am being taken care. Like I, I want to make sure that I am being Fairly treated. Um, fairly treated. And equitably treated. And equitably treated. That's a big word these days, equity. Here's the thing. That, that, that. I do think that there is, one, a very generic version of what's considered a toxic work environment. Okay. And I have witnessed where some people think a toxic work environment is literally an environment where you are asked to work. <laughs> <laughs> That means for some people working is toxic to them. It hurts their body. It really and does. But you know what? It, it doesn't hurt their body to receive the money for the work. No, the check, the deposit always go hit. It feel good. So there's that. I think there's also something to be said for the fact that when it comes to experience, mm-hmm. um, it's not about necessarily paying dues, mm-hmm. right? Like some people, there's this idea for a lot of Gen Zers that it's like, I shouldn't have to quote unquote pay dues to get treated a certain way. Right. I shouldn't have to pay dues to get acknowledged a certain way. But what it really is, is that you should have to ex- uh, exhibit. Exhibit is a great way. You okay. should have to exhibit and you should have to perform at a certain level mm-hmm. in order to reach certain benchmarks. Okay. I can and sometimes the benchmark is literally just trust. Okay. Right now, of course there's like money benchmarks, mm-hmm. but there's also just a simple part of like, I ain't never seen what level of work you do yet. So like for you to be really wanting to be like patted on the back and like given all this, like, you know, pizza party, <laughs> uh, pizza party regalia. And you haven't even like demonstrated like right. what you really bring to the table. You haven't performed at an additive rate mm-hmm. l- yet is to me very premature. I and what it, that. what it says is that there's an arrogance that's you're showing up with that doesn't have actual real um, evidence behind it. Because, you know, confidence is supported by actual, real factual evidence. Yes. Arrogance is really just the mythical version of confidence. 
And I feel like when I'm working with some Gen Zers, they're coming forward with this energy of like, I've been here. I do this. I'm me. And you're going to treat me with the respect that I deserve. And it's like, well, there was a word you used earlier about equitable. Mm-hmm. And on a basic level, as humans, there is equity in terms of I should just treat you with the same way that I want to be treated in terms of kindness, in terms of civility. I need to acknowledge you not just as like some cog in the wheel or as right. some number like you're as a human a being. You're a yeah. person like there are things that happen in human beings lives that we need to honor. And when you're managing folks, you have to understand this. And it's something that I don't think comes to everyone. Well said, Amanda says. Thank you. Give us a call. 1-855-AMANDA-8. That's 1-855-262-6328. When we get back, we're going to find out how black you feel today, Jeremiah. All right. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. Yes, y'all. This is the Amanda Seal Show. I'm Amanda Seals, and I am joined by... Jeremiah, like the Bible. Well, Jeremiah, it's time to find out... How black do you feel? feel today, Jeremiah? I mean, I don't paint my nails. I don't have nails, but I'm feeling Flojo Black. Oh! You know, Flojo, iconic, iconic track star because, you know, she was just a beast on the track and I feel mm-hmm. like I'm in my beast era, you know? Sometimes, oh, wow. Because I feel like when you're in a race, when you're trying to compete and be mm-hmm. a winner, you got to lock in and be like, I don't care what else is going on. I'm here to that finish line. I'm about to, I'm be my own personal record. You know what I'm saying? You, you have like a I think track stars have a sense of like, there's no competition. It's just me on this track and I'm beating myself. And I feel like I'm in that era of life where I'm like, I'm locked in. They go shoot the gun <laughs> and I'm going to go. Even though I ran track in high school and hated it. But you know. Okay. Okay. It's, it's, okay. A, it's a metaphorical race. Guys. I hear you. I hear you. I hear you. Uh, how black do you feel today, Amanda? How black do I feel today? I feel Booker T. Washington black today because okay. he was about productivity okay. and practicality. And I have been incredibly productive and practical today. You know, I am in the process of putting together my next comedy special. We're doing it independently. So it's requiring just a lot of different steps and thoughts and effort and having people on the team. And um, I haven't done anything at this level ever. But even in the way of like putting production together, I haven't done that since my my uh, web series Get Your Life in 2016. Okay, so it's a lot of just like, you know, it feels very industrial. Well, Booker T. Washington made a whole school. He sure did. So. He sure did. <laughs> his, name was, his name was not Marvin Tuskegee. He's Booker <laughs> T. Washington. Yes, yes. So that is how I feel today. And also we're putting things together for Smart, Funny, and Black May 16th. I mean, sorry, May, May 18th. 18th at the Novo in Los Angeles, which is going to be Jaleel White versus Wayne Brady. It's going to be incredible. And that itself is something I haven't done Smart Funny and Black this year yet. So we're really excited to do the show. And we're really excited to get people to get to go to the show that may not have the money to go to the show. So we're actually uh, implementing a donation option because there's a lot of people that don't live in L.A. that want to support Smart Funny and Black. Right. But can't figure out how to do that. But they can go to smartfunnyandblack.com. You donate and your money goes to providing tickets to those who may not have the funds to attend, but probably need it more than anybody because they need that revitalization, that reinvigoration. Say, you know what? Let me get out there and let me keep grinding and keep getting what I need to get to go where I want to go. So go to Amanda. Nope. Go to smartfunnyandblack.com. And, you know... Get yourself uh, a do- donate something. You, you know, do a little good deed for the day. Pat yourself on the back. Why don't you? 
All right. Give us a call. one 855 8 That's 1-855-262-6328. We'll be right back on the group chat Thursday at the Amanda Seal Show. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. We ain't nobody's fool. No. We shaking up the system. Rewrite unwritten rules. Oh, we speak the world on this up. We shine. Show. Hope everybody's having a great Thursday, and I hope it's going to get even better now that you're tapped into my little show right here. I'm Amanda Seals, your favorite comedian and common sense specialist. If you haven't checked out the latest episode of my podcast, Small Doses, then maybe you are missing out. You can check it out wherever you get your podcast. It is side effects. It is side effects of police gangs. Y'all, we interviewed Sharice Castle. She's an awesome journalist who went into the midst of the fray and found out that there's over 30 police gangs in the L.A. Sheriff's County Department. Mm -hmm. And we talked to her about it. And if you actually want to see it, not just listen, then you can watch today's premiere because we premiere every Small Doses episode every Thursday at 4 p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. Eastern on YouTube at Amanda Seals TV. And make sure while you're there, you subscribe. Now, we're here in the middle of a group chat. We've been talking about all types of things today. We talked about why teachers should get a raise. Yeah. We talked about Red Table Talk and Entanglement. What are we Gen talking about Z. this? Oh, Gen, yeah, we did talk about Gen Z in the workforce. <laughs> we did talk about that. And people were asking me, like, oh, are you going to talk about Isaiah Washington? Are you going to talk about Isaiah Washington? I already talked about Isaiah Washington. Yeah. And I try not to talk about him more than I have to. You might summon him. You keep saying. Oh, my God. He might call in. He might call in. We don't want a candy man situation. All right. <laughs> so what are we talking about this this hour? This hour, we're going to talk about these friendship icks, Amanda. Friendship icks. Friendship icks. You know, everyone loves this term ick these days. Like, what, What's an ick? What irritates you? What, what grinds your gears mm. in certain scenarios? A lot okay. of times we talk about, you know, romantic partners. But the friends be cutting up sometimes, too. You the know. friends do be cutting up. I mean, that's that's a real thing. Mm-hmm. So you have icks? I, I got to think about I got to think about my friendship ick. So I'll work on that. What are y'all's? 1-855-AMANDA-8. That's 1-855-262-6328. Give us a call. And also, remember, you can follow us on the uh, social media at Seals Said It and on YouTube at The Amanda Seals Show. Think about your icks and share them with us. Your friendship icks, that is. We'll be right back. This is the Amanda Seals Show. I am Amanda Seals, and I'm here with... Jeremiah, like the Bible. Now, Jeremiah, this is a this is a, a launch pad that I feel like you brought to the table, mm-hmm. the conversation around friendship icks. Yes. You know, I feel like you get a lot of these from TikToks. Is this something that's going on in the TikToks? Are they talking about the icks of the friendships? Yeah, but also I feel like in life, I feel like when you're in your 20s, a lot of friends do stuff to give you the ick. And you're like, oh God, how do we, how do we get here? You know, because the twenties is a time when people really just don't know themselves. Like mm-hmm. I didn't get like my best friendships until I was like 35 and up when I moved to LA. Right. Cause I was meeting people that had like become like established in who mm-hmm. they are. And there, we weren't having to deal with the kind of competitions and insecurities that we were in our twenties. Well, I think you're also in your twenties, you're like shedding people. Like you have people you were with at a certain point, but yeah. now they're like, you have like one or two that might stay. I know. And the other ones just fall by the wayside. It's true. And sometimes people spin the block, right? Sometimes yeah. you get reconnected with people and they've gone through right. different experiences, et cetera. And you might be even closer with them in the reconnect than you were before. That is true. That is true. So sometimes you got to spend some time apart. But I, one of my friendship ex Amanda, honestly, is when people... I only call you when they need something. That's one off the top of my head. When people only want you when they need you, mm-hmm. they never check in like, hey, how's it going? Or you don't, you're always carrying that emotional load. Like, oh, I'm calling you to see how you're doing. But if I ain't call you, 
You would never call me. Do you call people to see how they're doing? I do. I try to. I mean, obviously with no, life. No, do you call them? Yeah. Do you text them or do you call I'm them? I'm not a really a big texter. Oh, okay. If I'm doing something like, I guess, quick, I would like uh-huh. text you, but like, I'm a talker. You know this. I'm on yes. the radio show. I like to, I like to talk to people. <laughs> um, I actually like to FaceTime over Oh, Actually. you're a FaceTimer. Yeah, FaceTimer. I dated a dude who was a FaceTimer and I just thought it was it was interesting because I felt like dudes be so funny about like, no homo, and that's gay. <laughs> that I was like, isn't FaceTime kind of gay for, for a straight man to just be like, hey, like it's so face to face. And then he told me that actually it was because it was encrypted and he was having drug deal conversations. But um Okay. Uh, what, are you, <laughs> <laughs> what are some of your friendship icks, Amanda? Some of my friendship icks. Um... I don't like when, I mean, I think like just off the top of my head, I am not a fan of like, well, I don't even know if this is an ick because it's a really non-starter. Like if I find out that like you were present while someone was talking sideways about me and you ain't say nothing. Oh yeah. It's a wrap. Like I can't, I can't take that. Um, be because like, actually, that's my friend. Calm down, chill. Yes, you need to like hit him in the chest and like, no. just be like mm. not too much. Not for, not today. This is not the conversation right. that you can have in front of me, right? right? right. Like you need to go have this wherever else. But mm. I'm not a part of this group chat, right? So I think that's one. The other friendship big for me I, on a basic level, like call me back. Yeah, people will be mad when people don't call them back. Call me back. Or if you're not gonna call me back, don't say you'll call me back. Just don't say it. Just, just I'm talk to you later. Just say- <laughs> Like, why? Until next time. I mean, at this point, when he says, I'm going to call you right back, I hear, it was great talking to you. Right. We'll catch up later. Right, right, right. <laughs> like, because that's what that translates to mean. But I really don't like the non-callback. And don't get me wrong. We're all busy. Mm-hmm. We're all the main characters in our own movies. We all got a lot going on. But it's kind of weird when, like, I've also learned as an adult who's got a lot going on, I will tell somebody, like, Hey, I'm calling you because da 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 da. Right? Mm. Like, so it's not. I'm not leaving you just like an open ended thing. Like, there's a real reason why I've like called you. And so, like, when there's like a no call back, I'm like, <sighs> right, right, right. And I feel that it also triggers my abandonment issues. But that's my own problem. <laughs> a lot, I told you earlier, you know, I'm into the Facetime, but I hate a silent Facetime, Amanda. I have friends that want to sit on Facetime with me and just look at me. I don't understand that. How is that possible? Are you all like doing something and they're like. Well, that's what the, for them. They're like, we, we could just sit here and hang out. Like, you know, chill. On See, FaceTime. that's weird to me. I'm like, I don't want to chill on FaceTime. I want to either talk or not talk to you. Like if I call you and you're doing something. Hey, Jeremiah, I'm doing something right now. Let me call you back. But don't answer it and then be like, oh, here's the phone. I'm doing backflips <laughs> and building a house in the background. It's like. I hate when people are on the phone with you and like talking to somebody else. Like, oh. and then you're like, wait, are you talking to me? Oh, no, no, no. I'm not. I'm talking. I'm like, well, what are we doing here? Right. You're having five conversations. But I will counter you though, because the silent FaceTime or like, just like, let's just be in each other's company on the FaceTime is actually different when you are in a couple. Interesting. Really? Yeah. You I think- got a boo. I don't got a boo. So you would know. Hilarious. Well, I will fill you in on my thoughts on this when we get back because I really do think there is a difference. And I'm curious if you all agree. Hit me up, 1 Amanda 8. That's 1 262 6328. This is The Amanda Seal Show. We'll be right back. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. Whether it's audiobooks or all time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at kisqali.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. Yes, y'all, this is the Amanda Seal Show. What's cracky lacking? <laughs> Why does that crack you up every time I say that? Because it's just so specific. Like, it's, it's very like, like old school corny. Right. 
There you go. Uh, I'm Amanda Seals. Welcome. And uh, by the way, yesterday was National uh, Specially Abled Pets Day. That's also very specific. <laughs> That's what made me think of it. Right. And so I posted pictures of my majority who has one eye. I thought it was his birthday. I, I didn't read the caption, obviously. I, was, I saw a birthday hat. I was like, it's Jordy's birthday. <laughs> Happy birthday, Jordy. Actually, no, Jordy's birthday is in March. It's March 3rd. I was oh, like, God. wait, no, it's, it's March 3rd. Uh, but, you know, I, so we were talking last break about how, like, you don't like when people are silent on FaceTimes. Right. But when you're in a couple, especially if you're long distance, like, sometimes it's like just the FaceTime being on is mm-hmm. kind of like, oh, we're like hanging out. Mm-hmm. It's like, like quality time. It is like quality time. Because I don't agree with that. But go ahead. Have you ever been in that situation? Yes and no, kind of. Okay, for instance, it's not a relationship, so it's still different. I feel like I have long distance friends. So that's like this is the only time we get to communicate for mm-hmm. real. Like we don't see each other. You don't live in LA. So I, we have to find other ways to uh, connect. So, right. So my love language actually is quality time, like above everything. Else, oh, really? Okay. I, you ain't got to buy me nothing. We can just spend time. Oh, good. But it's the. Quality so then part. I don't have to get you a Christmas bonus this year no, because can. we spend all kinds of quality time. I'm going to take the bonus. I'm going to spend that on, on some other stuff. Gotcha. But when it comes to, I think people forget the quality part of time. People think time. I'm with you. I'm hanging out. Mm-hmm. But it's the quality of it. It's like the intentionality of it. So I feel like sometimes when people have you on FaceTime just there, right. they aren't engaging with you. It's kind of just like, I'm a, I'm like the Mona Lisa on the wall and I'm just smiling. I think that... It's okay. So like for one sense, like sometimes the quality time is if you're, if you're long distance or you're traveling or something, like sometimes the quality time spending with a partner is in the fact that you don't have to talk. Okay. Like it is in the fact that like we can just be in each other's company, whether we are physically there or whether there's just like a Wi-Fi connection. And we actually don't have to have like an intense conversation because sometimes you really just don't even have nothing to really talk about like that. That's not got the phone. We've said it all. I talk to you like I do. I do what what you're saying. I could do in person. If we're in the same room together, sometimes Uh it's like you just want to be in the room with the person. Yeah, but I ain't got to sit and talk to you for the whole three hours we're in here. But just kind of being in the space with somebody is like I feel like that there's a intimacy to that. If that makes sense, when you're in in partnership. But somebody also when you're on Facetime, people you've taken up my whole phone. I can't watch videos now. (laughs) I can't. I can't do nothing else. You have my phone held hostage (laughs) with your face. And also, people don't even have their face on the screen. The, the screen face in the ceiling. Well, that's my mom. <laughs> you see the ceiling. Talking fan. to my mom on FaceTime is completely pointless you because I'm me. looking at the ceiling. I can see the fan. Like, she can't turn the th- she can't turn the screen around. I mean, it's just like, oh, forget it. Or in the dark. I'm like, why are you in the dark? Devon. There are lights everywhere. Like, when I'm traveling, like, okay, so a lot of people I know that are in long-distance relationships, it's mm-hmm. been FaceTime that's, like, saved their relationship. But I feel like those are people who like really know how to like do that. Actually, have you ever been in a long distance relationship? I have not. It's, it's one of my icks. It's an ick? Oh, okay. When we get back, we got to talk about long distance relationships. And I would love to hear from you all. Hit me up, one 855 amanda This is the group chat Thursday, one 262 What are your friendship icks? Okay. Do they have to do with the phone? Like seemingly all of me and Jeremiah's or are there other things? Give us a call or hit us up on the Instagrams at Seals Said It. We'll be right back to find out why Jeremiah doesn't like long distance relationships. This is the Amanda Seals Show. The Amanda Seals Show. We are. We up, we up. This is the Amanda Seals Show. I'm Amanda Seals here with... Jeremiah, like the Bible. So tell me, why do you not like long-distance relationships? Or, like, what is it about it that, like, makes you so, like, ugh? I'm just like, I'm gonna forget about you. It's too much... Honestly, it's just too much work. I'll be 
real blunt. It's too much work. Like you're not here. I'm an in-person type of person. I want to I want to be able to touch you and like, and that means I want to see you every single day because I don't want that either. But there's something to be said about- Gemini. Oh, geez, Louise. <laughs> That's a whole other conversation. Don't text me every day. Um, <laughs> Amanda's face right now. <laughs> this is why I'm single people. This is why I'm I was going to say, like, what do you want? Just the right amount of communication where you're not on my neck every day. But I think with long distance things, I'm okay with temporary long distance. Like there are scenarios with life, you know, you go somewhere for a job, you're in school, yeah. things happen. But if you, some people just literally meet somebody in another state. They live in Austin. You live in, in um, Chicago. And you're like, we just fell in love. We're together. But they fly to each other every week or every every weekend. Yeah, but you also don't like flying. Right. But even if, even if it's driving, I don't want to do that. It's like we drive for work every day. It's like so much physical labor to see you. And it's like, do I like you that much? I guess it's a question. I I like you a lot. I guess you like the person. It doesn't matter. I mean, long distance relationships are also like subjective because Mm -hmm. for some people, long distance is just like you live more than 15 minutes away and I just can't handle it. In LA, the traffic. (laughs) When I lived in New York, I was in Harlem dating somebody from Brooklyn, like uh, Crown Heights. And it was really like, oh my God, like this is a real journey. That's when it tests you. It's like, do I, how much I like you? Then wow. I was I was dating somebody in Yonkers, same. And I think back and I'm like, I didn't like the one in the one in Crown Heights, I was obsessed with. The okay. one in Yonkers, though, it was like, you did not deserve me getting on the two train all the way to Pel- Pelican Bay. You know what I mean? Gas money, subway fare, all those things. I do think it does matter. It changes the dynamic if we met beforehand. Some people start in a long distance relationship. Like we met apart mm-hmm. and that that's how we established our thing. Versus we're together and then you might end moving moving to another place. And we might say, well, you know what? We're going to keep this going. Yes, because we've already like- We have a foundation. Yeah. We, we're, we're in it. I mm-hmm. think I think in that case, I might be able to do it. But meeting somebody on the gram that live in South Florida. I have a homegirl who met somebody in Morocco. Oh, see. Now we got time zones. <laughs> she met somebody in Morocco during the pandemic. But ultimately, you know what actually prevented them from being able to be together? Uh, What is it? Passport? His religion. Oh. I mean, that's a big one, too. Yeah. We got to talk about that one day on Group Chat Thursdays. Yeah. Some people answer that, like, they in outside their religion. I mean, I dated real. a Muslim dude, and it meant that I had to have iftar ready, like... Was he in Philly? Of course, he's from Philly, of okay. course. Okay. Of course. Like, <laughs> you, yes, you nailed it. Shout out to all my Philly folks, my Philly bulls, my Philly cannons out there who are making salat. Um... Yeah, and I would have to have iftar ready at the end, you know, because iftar is like the first meal that you have of the day during Ramadan. Okay. So like... You was waking up early. No, the first meal you have of the day, like oh, after. after. Okay, yeah. gotcha. And like, you better be... Like, you literally looking... Like, thank goodness for apps at that time because it tells you the exact minute the sun goes down. Right. You better have that meal ready. ready okay? Yeah. 5.38. <laughs> you not, you're not I'm here. I'm hungry. And then I also had to buy like halal... So I had to, yes, halal or kosher food. I, listen, at one point in time, I was doing all of this for him. a nigga with no job, okay, and who was drinking during Ramadan. Why does it matter <laughs> if I have halal chicken if you over here sipping Hennessy under the guise of Allah? That's crazy. Not Hennessy. A mess. That's why he was hungry. He got to put some on that stomach. Ugh, a mess. But you know what? We love hearing from you all about your relationships. Would you ever do long distance or are any of you all currently in a long distance relationship? Right. What's a success story? How's it going? You know, what are you all doing to make it work? Hit us up. one 855 amanda 8 That's 1-855-262-6328. Jeremiah is going to tell us his most likely to when we get back because it's time for a Seals Show superlative. Keep it locked. The Amanda Seals Show. We up, we up, we up. 
the chair might like the Bible. And uh, we are about to close out. We got a little bit more left in this hour. Happy birthday. It is May 4th. Also, may the 4th be with you. Yes, yes. Shout out to all my Jedi. Y'all know I am a Star Wars fanatic. And uh, I think I may watch. You know what? I need to watch the final episode of Mandalorian. And this is the perfect day to do it. I think so. This is the perfect day to do it. I shout out to my Mandalorians. This is the way. You don't even understand what that means, do you? This is the... Oh, my God. <laughs> shout out to Jill Scott. Uh, but some birthday shout outs. Jackie Jackson. I've never heard his name said together. I'm like, wow. 71. Interesting. Kamara Lee Simmons. Well, Kamara Lee. Yeah. She is 47. Really? Okay. And Jadena is 37. The classic man. The young man. And his suit. Mm-hmm. I guess he don't wear suits no more. He retired the suit. He did? I believe so. Oh, because I know that was like his thing. He was very yeah. dapper. Him and Janelle. But the they, suit's up. Yeah. They, <laughs> they said the suit's over. <laughs> well, we are not over quite yet. We're still here in the group chat. And uh, we got some more stuff to talk about. What are we getting into this hour? You know, it's a group chat, like you said. We got to talk about pivoting. Is there a difference between settling and pivoting, Amanda? I think people a lot of times are like, yes, you settle. You settle. And sometimes it's like I had to make a different decision because my life presented me different options. Yes. <laughs> also, we'll get into some 60-second headlines later in the show. Keep it locked right here to the Amanda Seals Show. This is the Amanda Seals Show. I'm Amanda Seals here. Shout out to everybody who is listening. Make sure you check out the latest episode of Small Doses Podcast premiering today at 4 p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. Mm-hmm. Eastern on YouTube at Amanda Seals TV. Uh, you can listen to it now, but if you want to watch it, that's when it premieres. We got side effects of police gangs. We talked to journalist Sharice Castle, who infiltrated the California Sheriff's Department to find out that there's over 30 gangs inside three zero the sheriff's department and baby they are racist gangs and they are very serious about what they're doing and it is very frightening but it is important for us to be informed and so we are really thankful that she is out here doing the work and she is on the pod telling us the talk so make sure you check out small doses podcast wherever you get your podcasts and you can watch it on youtube at amanda seals tv so uh you know okay so this is a conversation that i feel like i see a lot of people talk about just like when is it settling and when is it pivoting right you know i think um the internet is filled with a lot of life coaches that are not life coaches and um <laughs> i, I say i say that as somebody who just kind of people come to me for advice i'm like i'm not a life coach like right. i'm just a person I'm just me with my thoughts and my opinions but i just wanted to talk about like what do we consider to be settling versus pivoting because i know there's people that I think this conversation originally had come out of just like when you get older, your dating rules may change. Mm-hmm. You know, like I know people who in their early 30s were like, I'm never going to date somebody that has kids. I don't want to date somebody that has kids. Like, you know what? I know what the sparked this conversation. Ebony K. Williams saying she won't date a, a bus driver. Oh, yeah. She said, unless he own a bus. If he don't own a bus. So dating. for the record, I actually did date a bus driver. <laughs> did he own the bus? He did not own the bus, but he drove the bus. And I literally got his number when I got on the, the bus. bus. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you, know, you got to make you got to make the days go by. I was like, this bus driver is very, very fine. And this was like during Instagram times. Okay. So I was like Instagramming it and everything. And people were like, he's fine. Da, 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 da. And then I put it up on Twitter and I actually got his number. The way that whole thing came together, the Internet is powerful. I got his number. And so then we talked and then we went on a date. And then the second date, though, he like we were this was in New York and uh-huh. we were supposed to go to the movies. And at the last minute, he changed it from us going to the movies in Times Square, which makes sense to him wanting to go to the movies in 
New Rochelle. And I was like, mm, why am I going? Far. Yeah, it's the burbs. Why am I going to the burbs? And he was like, oh, you know, it's no problem. And I was like, it's it's a problem. Right. Basically, what ended up happening was your man's had a girl. Your man's had a girl. But I remember like it being awkward. Like he had like driven to my house and like we were talking outside his car. And I was just like, something ain't right. I was going to say he drove a bus to your house. Ah, listen, <laughs> he did not drive the bus to my house. But I say all that to say that people were really upset at her because they're like, you know, why would you not date a bus driver? Blah, blah, blah. And like, even though I dated a bus driver at that time in my life, like, I don't know that that would be like the best you know, I'm already with who I'm with, but I don't right. know if I was single that that would be like the best match for me right now. Mm-hmm. And then I have friends who like at one point in time were like, I need this kind of man. I need this kind of setup. They can't have kids, da, 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 da. but they're like in their forties now. And it's like, well, what's the plan? Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, like remember Chili had the infamous list of all the things. Oh my gosh. Remember that? To have for her today. Yes. I wonder if the Lawrence brother she's dating has all those things. I went, I don't know. I went, That's or, did, very or did she make, to think about. Or, or did she pivot? Like you said, Cause I think it's to your point, we have things that are like things we want, but is it necessary? Is it fundamental? Is it a deal breaker that this person be all those things? Right. And half the time it's like, no, it's like, I'm, I, I guess they don't have to be six feet tall. I mean, maybe for some people. You're never going to get everything. <laughs> like never. if you watch Indian matchmaker, she's always like, you're only going to get 70% of the person. <laughs> you're not going to get more than that. And every time people are like, that's wrong. And every time that's exactly what you get. Well, because sometimes I don't think the things we, we want are necessarily even in alignment with what we actually really want. Like you think on paper, this is what I want, but you get those things on paper and it's like, oh, I don't even like you. <laughs> Yeah. Like there's no spark. Nothing here is making me want to be with you. You have all the things on the list. Mm-hmm. You're great on paper. But together we're like, oh, this is this is cool. I can name you three of those people right now. Name them. <laughs> <laughs> Call in now. Yeah. Shout out to Thomas. Like, I mean, it's just like. The train? No. The bus? <laughs> you know, but I think the important acknowledgement is the difference between settling and pivoting. Because mm-hmm. settling is you saying you are absolutely not what I want, but I'm going to just go along with this right. because I don't believe I can get what I want. Right, right. Pivoting is saying, this isn't what I originally thought that I wanted, but I can see the value in this mm-hmm. in a way that doesn't undermine the original vision. Does that make sense? It makes perfect sense, actually. Well, with that, we're going to keep on going. I mean, I think there are other aspects of life, too, you kind of pivot, not just relationships as well. Mm, we got to talk about the jobs. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. We're going to get into that. We were talking about workforce earlier today, but the job, the, the concept between pivoting and settling is really important, mm-hmm. the difference. So we're going to talk about that when we get back right here to the Amanda Seal Show. Keep it locked. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. This is the Amanda Seal Show. I'm Amanda Seals and I'm here with... Jeremiah Like the Bible. And we are really talking about this... Uh, the concept between pivoting versus settling yes. in life, in life. And I'll just keep it short. I think a lot of people beat themselves up because things didn't go the way that they originally envisioned that they were going to go. Right. And so then they think, well, I settled. But like life just happens. Mm-hmm. And so you end up having to pivot, which is a change in direction. Because life happens. And the thing is about what direction you pivot in that determines whether you've settled or not. That's true. I think especially when it comes to, we talked about Gen Z earlier and a lot of them are entering the workforce. When you're like a a young adult, a kid, you have an idea of like, this is what my life is going to be like. 
I had a whole chart on my wall, Amanda, where I wrote down all these things I was gonna do. But I gave, I actually gave like ages. I was like, by nineteen, yeah. I'm gonna do this. By twenty, I was about to have bands by twenty one. Mine's were like way more lofty. <laughs> I was like, I'm gonna win an Olympic gold medal. Why? I don't doing what, Jeremiah? <laughs> <laughs> doing, doing what? I like that you are reaching for the stars. <laughs> but also at the same time, I was like, I have to win an Oscar the same year. Well, oh. How are you gonna do those? <laughs> like, just it just didn't make any sense. Uh, <laughs> but I was very aspirational. I love it. But I think as you graduate college, you realize, oh, it's not one, one two, three, four in life. No. Especially when you take a, you're doing something that's non-traditional. Like I, yes. Like my parents' generation, my parents, they do very regular jobs, I yeah. guess you could say. Um, where you kind of go, apply, you do an interview, <laughs> you work there for 20 years. Right. Working in entertainment um, and in like the TV and film space is not linear. It's you do this thing. I mean, even though they kind of say it is like, oh, become an assistant. And then you and you do this, this. And, and then, then you do this. No, and then you have a TV show. And then you win your Emmys and your Oscar. It's never like that. I think you look at. Even I mean, even if, if it is, it's very limit small. Well, it's long yeah. and it's very like slim pickings. Mm-hmm. If you think it's hard to get in the NBA, it's even harder to get on a show, let alone have a hit show. Right, right, right. And I think people talk about it very much like, oh, it's A, B, C, D. And I think even you look at your peers, every one of them has a different. Um, story of how they got to where they are. Even though you guys are yes. in the same place, if y'all look at y'all, y'all track record, it was like, when I was doing this, I was working at the restaurant. Yep. Oh, I was at Foot Locker. Yeah. <laughs> or some people, it. it's like, oh, you know, maybe they had a family member, mm-hmm. right? Or for some people, it's like they knew from day one what they wanted. So they're like, I did this in school. Then mm-hmm. I entered this internship program. Like there's such a multitude of ways that people get to where they're going. And so I think what we have to re- always be kind to ourselves in how we end up where we are mm-hmm. and also understand that like we do have agency. Yes. You know, I don't think we really give ourselves enough accountability for the fact that we have agency. And sometimes we do need to beat, I don't want to say beat yourself up, but you do need to check yourself because you have wrecked yourself, be but, disciplined. Does, but that doesn't have to be the practice. And I think a hard truth too, that I realized, like when I said I had that long list on the wall, mm-hmm. Sometimes you, you, you're you going towards something. You're like, do I actually like this thing? Listen, so that's what I was going to say with the pivot. It's like sometimes you have to pivot because you realize in mid-stride, I don't even want that. Right. I don't even like that. Let me change my direction to something else. And a lot of people are afraid to change that direction because mm-hmm. they feel like, yeah, but I've already ran three laps. Mm-hmm. So I should, I, I need to keep going. And it's like, but you really want to ski. But I, and you know something <laughs> about that? I've had, I feel like I have, I've had a very non-traditional life and, yeah. and track. You have. But I feel like every time I do something new, all those other things, I pull out those. Thank you. Those tools. Like, oh, I did this one time doing this. This one time I'm doing because this. Even if you even if you change course, right? So if I keep with my metaphor, mm-hmm. even if you change course and you ran the three laps mm-hmm. and then you're like, you know what? Forget it. I'm going to go ski. Right. The strength and stamina that you built from those three laps is going right. to help you be a right. better skier. Right. Like you're not just starting from scratch. Right. You bring all the tools you've accumulated with you. So I think, I think there's a, a level of being strategic in what you choose to do. And like, okay, it might not be exactly what I want. Am I growing in this space? I try to f- try to find a place where am I growing in this? Am I learning something? And am I that's the something? difference between pivoting and settling. Yeah. Well, that right there. You just hit it right on the head. Am I growing or am I stationary? Yeah. Ask yourself both in your relationships and in your careers. <laughs> all right. Hit me up. one eight five five amanda 8 We can talk about this all day. That's one eight five five amanda 8 1-855-262-6328. All right. It's time to get into some 60-second headlines when we get back next on The Amanda Seal Show. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. 
right, y'all. Welcome back to the Amanda Seals Show. You know what time it is. Mm-hmm. Now, we've been in the group chat all day long, but we got to always hit y'all with some news and some information. And so it's time that we get into some 60-second headlines. Jeremiah, run it down. Let's go. So good news for Abbott Elementary. They finished off their sophomore season with gold stars all around. And the show is up 30, 366% in delayed viewings. I didn't even realize that that was a possible number, but nonetheless, I was one of that 366%. So mm-hmm. make sure you go and watch the last episode because we don't know when we're going to get another one because it's a writer strike. That's right. Also, a California woman bought a 2023 scratcher ticket at a Walmart while getting an aura change. And when she scratched <laughs> it, she won $5 million. Five. Well, you know what? She shouldn't even keep that oil change. She need to get her a new car. Get you an electric Rolls Royce. $5 million. That's impressive. Or she could buy a Tesla because in an ongoing feud with NPR, Elon Musk is now threatening to strip the media outlet's Twitter handle if they don't tweet. Can he go away? Nobody need him. (laughs) But we do need Missy, Shaka, George Michael, and Willie Nelson, who are among the 2023 Rock and Roll Hall of Fame inductees. Willie Nelson just turned 90, and that lets you know it gets greater later. All right, that's it for 60 Second Headlines. When we get back, we signing off. Keep it locked right here to The Amanda Seals Show. The Amanda Seals Show. We up, we up, we up. All right. Shout out to all of my Jedi out there celebrating May the 4th. Be with you. It's been great running down a group chat Thursday. And uh, Jeremiah, it's been cool running down here with you too. I agree. I love a group chat. Thursday. What did we talk about today? You know, we talked about the legacy of Red Table Talk. Yeah. The entanglement. But some other stuff to the good stuff. And yeah. the viral stuff. We talked about our friendship is. Mm-hmm. You kind of schooled me on, you know, long distance relationships. I might find me a boo, you know. And I just want you to tomorrow. open your heart. You know. So. Open your heart to me. Yeah. <laughs> We're in seven cities, you know, DM me. Who knows? <laughs> also, we talked about the difference between settling and pivoting when it comes to career relationships. And we talked about these Gen Zers in the workplace. I just wanted to talk to y'all for a little bit. I just want to talk to y'all. Now, remember, if you missed any of this, you can get The Amanda Seals Show everywhere you get your podcasts. All you have to do is type in the name of the show and boom, we're right there. And speaking of podcasts, you can check out the latest episode of Small Doses Podcast wherever you get your podcasts. And you can also watch it on YouTube at Amanda Seals TV. Stay connected with us on social media at Seals Set It and call us 1-855-AMANDA-8. That's 1-855-262-6328. Tomorrow, we are joined by the most recent, the latest and greatest White House Correspondents Dinner MC, Mr. Roy Wood Jr. Not only an incredible comedian, but my homeboy. All right, I won't lie to y'all. I felt I felt very special that I texted him before and after the event and he responded both times. All right, I felt very like, oh, I be knowing famous people. Uh, but we are going to have Roy Wood on the show tomorrow. He's going to talk to us and we're also going to do a For the Record with him. So make sure you join us on a special Friday. Every Friday is special here at the Amanda Seals Show because we only give you good news because we know that the week be tan us up, y'all. It be getting us in a chokehold. Remember, we are each other's business. When we look out for each other, we lift each other up. We will see y'all tomorrow. Be safe. The Amanda Seals Show. We up, we up, we up.